I am thrilled to welcome Dr. Gabrielle Lyon on the program today to talk about her book, Forever Strong, a new science-based strategy for aging well, which puts forth that instead of focusing so closely on decreasing fat on our bodies, we should focus instead on increasing muscle. Muscles, Dr. Lyon says, are the key to aging well. In Forever Strong, she even calls muscles the fountain of youth, says healthy muscle is imperative to a body's function, and writes that muscle is the organ of longevity. She is a practitioner of muscle-centric medicine, and after listening to this episode, you might be as well. We hear so much about nutrition. We talk about it frequently on the show, and of course, it is extremely important, but today is an important reminder that exercise is also a critical part of the equation when becoming our healthiest selves. Now look, I am not in an ivory tower. I have said on the show before that while I have never regretted a workout, I don't think I have ever one time in my life looked forward to a workout. I have slipped, honestly, since recording this episode with Dr. Lyon back in November, but I'm committed to getting back to walking daily and hopefully adding in more movement as well in 2024. I do not want to be a part of the 75% of Americans, that is so staggering, who don't get the federally recommended weekly minimum of 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise or 75 minutes of vigorous exercise, plus the two days of full body strength training. The good news is, Dr. Lyon says it's never too late to start, and no matter how many times you've gained and lost the same amount of weight, our metabolisms and muscle tissue can be repaired. The human body really is incredible. Dr. Lyon is the founder of the Institute for Muscle-Centric Medicine and is a New York Times bestseller, a USA Today bestseller, and a Wall Street Journal bestseller. The impetus for this book is Dr. Lyon noticing that her patients had too little muscle rather than too much fat, and she realized that muscle is vastly undersold. It's the body's largest endocrine organ, and muscle actually determines everything about the trajectory of health and aging. Through this book, Dr. Lyon offers up an easy-to-follow food, fitness, and self-care program that teaches how to optimize muscle no matter your age or how healthy or unhealthy you are. Through this book, she teaches us to become, as the title suggests, forever strong. Dr. Lyon is board certified in family medicine and is a subject matter expert and educator in brain and thyroid health, lean body mass support, and longevity. She believes strongly in skeletal muscle, which as I said, is the largest organ in the body and its ability to support longevity and fight back against obesity, heart disease, and diabetes. In addition to her private practice, she's also a podcaster. She has a popular YouTube channel and is on a mission to make the world a little bit stronger. Let's get into it. Dr. Lyon, it is a true privilege and honor to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed the book and, you know, we so often focus on fat this and fat that, right? But Forever Strong encourages us to focus on muscle instead, which is a new perspective that I very much appreciated. So at the very, very beginning of the book, you write by highlighting muscle as your target for better health, you can create positive momentum and focus on what you have to gain instead of what you need to lose. I I really love that. So why might focusing on muscle be the answer we've been looking for? Frankly, what we have been doing so far has not worked. 
For yes. the last 50 years, we can all agree that we've been fighting an uphill battle, this battle of obesity, which has been, um, just to say the least, just abysmal, right? We have mm -hmm. gotten fatter, sicker, more unhealthy. And the idea that we would continue to fight the same battle without shifting the paradigm makes no sense. And by focusing on obesity and body fat, it is all about what we have to lose. And as a physician, I've been a physician since 2006, and I have seen the destruction over time that the conversation of eat less, exercise more has had on people. Yeah. It has never been something that has been positive. It has been um, a discussion and a paradigm of thinking that is based on loss, based on um, restriction, and actually has provided a lot of discourse for people within their own lives. And that hasn't worked. But if we shift the focus on what we have to gain, then, well, first of all, it's the correct question. So the question is, what is making us sick? Is mm -hmm. making us sick the gain in body fat, the effect of obesity and these other diseases that ride along with metabolic dysfunction? Or is what making us sick is actually the health of skeletal muscle? And I would argue that it's the health or the disease or the dysfunction of skeletal muscle that is making us unhealthy first. And that by targeting skeletal muscle, we have an opportunity to really move the needle in a positive way that generates big results. Well, I feel like this is a good time for me to self-disclose that I have lost 112 pounds in the last 18 months, which I never talk about Dr. Lyon, but I'm really proud of myself on that. And, and everything that you say in this book is correct. It's, it's the shift in mindset is huge. And you talked just a second ago about the paradigm. So I, in the book, you call it the fat focus paradigm. So instead of focusing so much on fat, let's focus on muscle. So how can we shift that fat focus paradigm? Where, where do we start? Number one, by recognizing that it is about the health of skeletal muscle. And by the way, congratulations for the Thank you. Amazing transformation. And I'm still going, but I'm really proud of myself. And I never say those words, but I really am proud of myself. And it's empowering, isn't it? It's it really empowering is. to be really proud is. of yourself. And it's mm -hmm. empowering to know that you took action that was really focused on moving the needle for yourself. Absolutely. One way that we have to shift the way of thinking is looking a little bit at our history and understanding that as humans, we are very tribal in nature and we exist in community. Community and connection are, are everything and imperative to the health and well being of humanity. The dark side of being human is that we gossip. We have ideas, we gossip, we reiterate things over and over again. And sometimes when we repeat something often enough, it becomes what we believe to be true. Mm -hmm. And I will explain to you what that means from a, a science perspective. We believe that obesity in and of itself is the problem. Mm -hmm. We have spoken, we even have a kind of medicine that is obesity medicine. We have focused on obesity as the overarching problem. And we've been trying to correct for that tissue. 
without questioning if that is in fact the appropriate way forward. Mm -hmm. And I would argue and say it's not. So the first thing that we have to do is understand that we have to ask the correct question if we want a correct answer. Mm -hmm. So true. And, you know, you also read, I'm going to pivot here for a second, and then we'll come back to muscle centric medicine, but you, if we can't do it for our health, right? Like if for whatever reason, we can't do it to be healthy muscles, you write are the key to aging. Well, so if nothing else, if you can't do it for your body, basically do it for your face, I guess if you write in the book at one point, you call it the fountain of youth. So how are muscles key to aging? Well, when we talk about what is the key, what, what is, what is it that we're looking for? And I would say that we're looking for a few things. We're looking for a physiologic effect, meaning we want good blood sugar regulation. We want insulin sensitivity. We want to have low triglycerides. We want all the biomarkers of health to be in an ideal range, right? We could agree on that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's one side. And then the other thing that we want is, so we want the, the, the underbelly to be functioning well, the physiology to be functioning well. And then on the surface, we want to maintain body composition. Mm -hmm. We want to be fit. We want to have muscle and lower levels of body fat. I'm not talking about being bulky. I'm not talking about this idea of being jacked. I'm just talking about this idea of we want to have a a body composition that we feel comfortable in. Mm -hmm. I would say that you and I could agree on that, right, Rachel? 100%, 1000% actually. Um, Amazing. And then the third piece of that is we all want to be independent. We want to be physically independent. Mm -hmm. We want to be mobile. You are driving cross country. You want to be able to get in the car and drive. You want to be able to take your luggage and put it in the suitcase or put it on the shelf above the closet. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to be physically effective and useful within your environment. Yes. Those three things, the physiology, the aesthetic, and the functionality are cornerstones to why we care about the health of skeletal muscle, especially as we age. If you address the health of skeletal muscle, then you address the physiology, you protect against diabetes, you protect against obesity, you protect against insulin resistance, which are at the root of cardiovascular disease, which are at the root of Alzheimer's disease, which are at the root of hypertension, which are at the root of many of these metabolic dysfunctions. Mm Then you address from a a muscle standpoint, the actual aesthetic component, because you are focused on the health of skeletal muscle, you change body composition, you lower, it is all about the quality of the weight loss. You lower body fat, you increase skeletal muscle, right? You don't want to do, when I was doing my fellowship in St. Louis, you don't want to go through periods of time where you're destroying skeletal muscle It is the quality of the weight loss. Mm -hmm. And then finally, Again, you are strong. You are strong. You are independent. You are capable so that you could do all of these things. Mm -hmm. It's so true. I love the lion and that's L-Y-O-N listeners because that is Dr. That's how you spell Dr. Lion's last name. The lion protocol. I love how you write. We need to let loose the lion's roar. I am letting loose the lion's roar over here. I love it. I'm understanding more after reading Forever Strong about muscle centric medicine. So you write that healthy, and we've, you talked about this already on the show, healthy muscle is imperative to a body's function. Muscle is the organ of longevity. So 
from a muscle-centric medicine standpoint, what is that and why should we all be practicing it? Well, the, what was your first question? What is the Lyme protocol or what is muscle? Yeah. Tell, and you could feel free to tell us about the Lyme yeah, yeah. protocol too. Yeah. It, Cause it's, it's outlined really well in the book, but give us a high level overview of it. The Lyme protocol is based on research and data from my experience within the clinic, as well as my training with my longtime mentor, Dr. Donald Lehman, who is one of the grandfathers of protein and muscle health. He really, I, I he would cringe if he was listening to this, um, <laughs> this interview, he discovered a lot of the science behind some of the protein concepts that we talk about in general, not just me, but the world. Mm. And I have been mentored by him by for 20 years. And one of the earlier studies, some of the hallmark studies that he did was looking at dietary protein consumption versus the recommended, the minimum amount of protein that we are consuming. So the lion protocol optimizes for dietary protein in an evidence-based way that positively impacts body composition, energy levels, you know, weight loss, muscle health, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And it's a very uh, strategic way of eating. It's extremely easy to do. It is. And it is, which is incredible. And then muscle-centric medicine is tying it all together. There is a huge gap between trainers, coaches, health coaches, and nutritionists and the medical community. Mm-hmm. Muscle-centric medicine bridges that gap. Mm-hmm. It bridges the gap between the provider and the trainer and the coach and the nutritionist because muscle-centric medicine is all about the health of skeletal muscle. Mm-hmm. And that is multifactorial. It is not just nutrition. It is not just medicine. It is medicine. It is nutrition. It is training. And we need the experts that interface within that collectively. Right. And look, I am no expert listeners. I mean, like probably for most of my life up until the last 18 months, the opposite of of an expert about this. You are Dr. Lyon. And, you know, we talk so much about nutrition. I think that it's best. And I, I have, I don't think you will disagree with me when nutrition and exercise work in tandem, as you just said, when everything's working in tandem, obviously nutrition is vitally important. The book champions nutrition, but the book really talks a lot about exercise too, because I think if, when you look at nutrition and exercise, I think sometimes exercise gets second billing to nutrition. And you write in the book that 75% of America, this is staggering. And this used to be me. 75% of Americans don't get the federally recommended weekly minimum of that's 75%. Weekly I minimum know of 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise or 75 minutes of vigorous exercise. Never mind the two days of full body strength training that is recommended. We all know logically why exercise is important, but why is it so vital? Because I feel like people will say, oh, if I'm eating well, then I don't need to work out. If if I'm eating well and losing weight, then I don't need to work out. But that's not true because we're, we're forgetting the muscle component. So why is, why is exercise so vital? I want you to scare my listeners a little bit because it is so, it's so important. And I think we undersell it. Exercise is non-negotiable. Exactly. And again, we are not training to become better at exercise. We are training to become better at life and more Mm -hmm. capable at life. If you think about exercising for exercise sake, that's going to do nothing for you because it's boring. It's not fun. It's a task. But 
when you reframe it and understand that you are training, you are going in there to train for your life. Mm. You're not going in there to, to become better at exercise. You are going in there because muscle is medicine. Muscle is your fountain of youth. It is the non-negotiable that you must execute on. There is no such thing as sedentary, healthy skeletal muscle. Mm -hmm. And when you contract skeletal muscle, it releases myokines into the bloodstream. These myokines interface with brain and bone, and they target nutrients differently. They help with lipolysis, which is the breakdown of fat. It does a number of things, but the requirement is that that skeletal muscle must be exercised. Mm -hmm. These myokines are released in relation to the intensity and duration of training. While you can go through life, not exercising a day in your life, that is a huge mistake. It's a huge mistake because the thing is, is you have to fast forward to end of life. And when you collapse and, you know, I'm a geriatrician by training. So I've been at the bedside of many patients. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing that I have heard is the regret, the regret from the thing that they could have done from the thing that they didn't do because they couldn't X, Y, and Z. The only way to do whatever it is that you have been set forth to do is to be able to have a physical body that you care for. Yes. So it does not become a limitation. Mm -hmm. And listeners, please do not misunderstand me that I'm in some ivory. I mean, obviously I'm very much on the journey. I am living across four cities right now. I am not a member of a gym at the moment, but just, would you agree with me that even just walking, like just taking a walk, just moving for 45 minutes a day is better. I mean, I know that there's no way that it could be disagreed that that's better than nothing, right? Just doing something. It doesn't have to be an elaborate workout. You know, it, it doesn't, ha- can you just talk about just starting where you are? Cause I think that people get so caught up in, in having to be perfect about this workout and have this big plan and 5k planning program or whatever. It just, just go out for a walk and just start there. Right. Yes. Going out for a walk is, I mean, any movement is better than no movement, but I also strongly suggest that you understand your own human tendency. You are never going to be motivated. Correct. I'm never going to want to go work out. Never, ever, ever. But I never regret a workout. You never regret a workout, but also don't expect that you are going to feel motivated and ready to go. Mm -hmm. That's not the whole point. The point is that you made a commitment and then you execute on that. And it's not about feeling motivated. It's not about um, waiting for the excitement. It truly is about actually, I would say doing more than walking. Walking Mm -hmm. is activity that is required for life, but I would also say, don't let yourself off easy Mm -hmm. because it only gets harder the older you get. And right now we are, uh, I think a lot of us are coddled and we're told, you know, um, you know, just do a little is better than nothing. And I would say, hold yourself to a higher standard. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yes, you can walk, but you should be walking. No, it might not be fun. I, I actually totally dislike walking. Yeah. I prefer swimming, but we're out of season right now. So, right. But the idea that walking is going to be enough. I say also do some pushups, do it on your knees, do some air squats, Mm -hmm. do something that makes you slightly uncomfortable. Mm. And that's not just for exercise. That's for life. We should always be pushing ourselves 
to be a little bit uncomfortable and not complacent, I would say. Yeah. And, you know, listeners, here's some good news for you if you are overwhelmed, because this is overwhelming. I mean, at least it was to me prior to, you know, getting more of a handle on this. And I'm obviously still not perfect, but you write in the book, and this made me feel good. It's never too late to start. And no matter how many times you've gained, this is very comforting. No matter how many times you've gained and lost the same amount of weight, you write that you can repair your metabolism and your muscle tissue. So what do you wish that you could tell that person that was me in May of 2022 who feel overwhelmed by just the prospect of getting started. They feel like they're in such a deficit. They don't know how to do this. They never really glommed on to the importance of nutrition and exercise, specifically exercise. How would you encourage someone to just get started? You've got this. Mm-hmm. You have at number one, absolutely eliminate the narrative. Eliminate the narrative completely. There is no narrative. It is fully about just getting in there and do it. It's not about positive. It's not about negative. It's about just getting in there and doing it. Mm-hmm. And we wait for ourselves to tell ourselves positive things. Don't don't tell yourself negative things either. Be neutral. Mm-hmm. Be neutral. You are just going to take the action. And every little action you take, you are going to become closer to the person that you want to be because you are instilling the habits of that person. Exactly. Decom- and it's never too late to start. It's never too late to start. Right. It's never too late to start. And it's never too late to, it's, I think a lot of people, including myself, to be honest with you, think that they're too far gone, but that's not true. That's, that's a fallacy. And that's an excuse to be honest with you. And I, and I know that because I was making that excuse for a very long time. And I have to tell you that your book made me really think about who to trust when it comes to food messaging. This, this is an important part of this book too, just as much as the lying protocol. It's scary to think of how many times we've been manipulated around food messaging. I want to ask you this, what, what is protein's impact on muscle and are carbohydrates and fat the enemy? Cause that's the message, right? Like the carbs and fat are just the mortal enemy. I would love to know protein's impact and what you think about what you, the doctor, the expert think about carbs and fats. First of all, no food is an enemy. Mm-hmm. We have really demonized and every decade or every five to 10 years, let's say five to seven years, everything is villainized. So it goes from carbs, then it goes from fat, then it goes to protein, and then it cycles back. It We are the ones that put meaning on it. It is not inherently good or bad. It is all about the context of the consumption. Mm-hmm. What is the context of the consumption? Mm-hmm. And when you manage calories, there is no issue. You do have to prioritize protein because protein is an essential macronutrient. Mm -hmm. You have a very low essential fatty acid need. You have a no, you don't need carbohydrates to survive, but you do need protein. Mm -hmm. So there is an essential uh, protein need that must be addressed. Yeah. And and the idea that carbs are bad, that's not true. Carbs are bad. That's not true. And same with fat. Again, it's all about the context, the context of the consumption. And I think there's so much after I read forever strong, it's so much re messaging, right? Because it's, it's a mind, it's a mindset shift from, you know, eliminating fat. So the negative to gaining muscle, the positive, and it really makes a difference. Like I'm serious. Like this book really made a difference in my, in my overall health. And and I I just, I just read it. I just read it maybe a month ago. If that three weeks ago, and it's already starting because 
sometimes, I mean, I think that you would agree with me on this. So much of this is mental, right? I mean, yeah, you've got to do the discipline of eating well, and you've got to do the discipline of the exercise. But for me anyway, it's, it's 90% of it was getting started and getting over that mental hump. And it's, it's just the mindset shift has been more powerful than I thought it would be. I also wanted to call out this line in the book that says the one slam dunk way to exercise wrong is to not do it at all. And I have to re-mention that the book gives a fantastic diet and exercise protocol that really is pretty, honestly, it's pretty foolproof. And you've obviously put, I mean, you, this is what you do. This is your life's work, but I'm wondering for this particular book, what is the most interesting piece of research that you gleaned from writing this book? I think, um, the history was really fascinating, mm-hmm. putting into context the history of the recommendations. The other part was the children part that we, again, repeat um, how children shouldn't exercise because it stunts their growth and actually what the current recommendations are. Though That was all very fascinating. I just, it's kind of shocking <laughs> that, that, that's, that that's the messaging. Um, there's just it's, I'm just really fascinated by everything in the book and I could talk to you forever. I want to be respectful of your time, but as we close my last question for you, when listeners close the book, like I did a few weeks ago, what do you hope they'll say about what they learned here? I hope that they understand that they are in control, Mm -hmm. that they have capacity above and beyond what they could ever imagine. And it begins with the health of skeletal muscle, not by exercising, not by the physiology, but by who they become while taking care of their skeletal muscle. They become disciplined. They become confident. They become metabolically flexible. Everything gets better. Yes. And listeners, I, we talk about everything on the show. We talk about everything from George Harrison of the Beatles to Glossier, the beauty company. Those things are niche things. This book is for every last one of you, because if, as long as you have a body and as long as you have muscles, then you need to read this book. And it may sound, I'm just thinking of myself prior to starting all this and, and me now, because it's still overwhelming. This book lays it out in such a way that it's not at all. And I want to close by actually reading from Forever Strong, a muscle centric lifestyle incorporating nutritional and movement changes can rewrite your life story. And there's also one line in the book that is so honest about all of this. It says, enjoy the struggle. And it's not easy. And I can tell you that as someone who's walking it right now, I love this book, Dr. Lyon. The book is called Forever Strong, a new science-based strategy for aging well. It's out now. I can see why it's a bestseller. Congratulations on that, by the way. And thank thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I don't know about you listeners, but I am motivated to get back into the ring and up my workout game again. I just have a feeling that 2024 is going to be the healthiest year of my life, your life, our lives. I am in if you are in. To help in that effort, go grab a copy of Dr. Lyon's book, which again is called Forever Strong, a new science-based strategy for aging well. It is out as of October 17th. 
Tomorrow, we're talking to the fantastic Dr. Samantha Boardman about how to increase vitality in our lives, a word we might not use every day in our vernacular, but we should. See you then.